How did a curriculum that was euphemistically described as state-led actually become advanced through a combination of big business and big government to essentially nationalize education in America? Basically, you know, so basically through the administrative state. And if, if you wanted, I'm trying to think, let me just hit a, a couple of the major milestones. So in my book, I go through kind of a history of what is called the, the standards movement in education, um, because American education has actually been no, notably declining since the 1950s. And there have been lots of different measures that people have objectively um, shown that to be the case. Um, and so ever since then, you know, um, Americans have been uh, politicians, interest groups and, and the like have been proposing ways to remedy this problem. And basically what we keep doing is, uh, you know, the title of another book by uh, American Enterprise Institute scholar Rick Hess, the same thing over and over again. So we keep basically enacting the same principles since the 1950s and expecting a different result. And then we suddenly, you know, we're shocked when shocked and shocked when um, the result of increased centralization is worse inefficiency, higher costs and stupider children. <laughs> um, anyway, so if, if we're going to talk about how, you know, how did all of this happen? Well, and actually, so I talk in my book there, there's documentation to show that enacting Common Core was deliberately facilitated um, through non-elected uh, private special interest groups in order to give it the appearance of state-led because previous attempts at nationalizing American education directly through Congress, the American people rejected it soundly. They just failed. And so the people who, for whom that is a policy priority said, um, and you know, and I quote, and I cite these folks in my book, they said, well, you know, that's uh, Americans, they're too, basically, they're too dumb to know what's good for them. They don't like the idea of Washington running uh, their local schools. And in fact, Americans still don't like the idea of Washington running their local schools. You know, national polls continue to show that. So since Americans are so parochial and, and not really informed of their best interests to have, you know, an education czar running their local schools from Washington, we're going to do it on their behalf and in their name through a coalition of uh, private interest groups. And that's exactly how Common Core went into place. So there's basically three organizations that create together came together to create Common Core, and they're creatures of the administrative state. So they are technically nonprofit organizations, but I show in the book I go through um, their tax returns. They receive a very large amount of uh, money from federal and state tax taxpayers through both dues and government contracts. So they're kind they're so they're um, quasi government. They're basically government sponges. <laughs> And so these organizations, which have no legal authority, you know, nobody elected them, no constitution, no law says that they are in charge of education policy anywhere. Nevertheless, they took it upon themselves to get together and create Common Core. Um, and they did this with funding from uh, the Gates Foundation, in which um, I've just been rerunning the numbers again, updating them since the book came out. And I think in the book we have a quarter of... Um, quarter of a billion dollars that Gates spent on enacting and pushing Common Core, and that has increased to a third of a billion dollars, more than $300,000. Um, anyway, so with that money, um, these three organizations got together, again, a bunch of unelected people to basically write Common Core. They farmed out little pieces of it to committees, so they had, you know, so on and so forth. Uh, they had a kind of a, a long, complicated, drawn-out but process. But the important thing to me, like you mentioned earlier, is the consent part of it. Because this was done in private organizations instead of a state house, instead of Congress, the American uh, people have no right um, of transparency. Even though we paid for Common Core to be created, some, you know, in part, um, and even though we have to live under um, its regime in our public schools, we still don't know who paid for what. You know, how much, uh, who was. 
um, who wrote what words of Common Core, what their credentials are, who vetted it. All of this is, op is opaque. You know, it's not subject to freedom of information, sunshine law um, sorts of requirements. Anyway, and so, but I don't think <laughs> it's this, I th this is actually really common in public policy nowadays, as you mentioned, because government has gotten so big that it's completely, um, it's very, very difficult, if not impossible for anyone to, to watchdog it. You know, you ha would have to have um, investigative reporters who cared, uh, you know, more <laughs> about, um, uh, you know, about uncovering what government is doing in the name and with the money of the people than they do about running, you know, flippy stories about the Kardashian family or whatever. Okay. Um, anyway, so they created it. And then what they had to do is uh, they actually went directly to the Obama administration, which Congress had, in all its wisdom, given basically a strings-free pot of money for the education department. And Gates Foundation officials had phone calls, regular you know, checkup phone calls with um, Obama administration officials, and they basically put into place this scheme by which they would bribe all the states into it. It was called Race to the Top. Um, so the Obama administration, during um, the, the panic years of 2008 and 2009, we were having an economic crisis, went to the states and said, hey, you might be able to win a couple of hundred thousand, maybe a million dollars an order, you know, from the federal government for education projects, as long as um, you, you know, you do all these things to make us happy uh, for a shot at it. And mind you, a couple hundred thousand dollars or a million dollars sounds like a lot to you and me. <laughs> we could be set for life if we had that money. But in terms of uh, education funny, funding, it's, it's a drop in the bucket. Um, so states were coming to the federal government hat in hand to get, you know, less than 1% of their annual uh, education funding, you know, for a one-time only program that committed them to much more spending, you know, than they got out of it. And, and only a handful of states were ended up being winners anyway. Anyway, one of the criteria for just applying um, for, for this program uh, included adopting standards that are common to a majority of states, standards being mandates for what tests and curriculum have to contain. And of course, the only um, thing that fit that definition was Common Core. And in fact, uh, Common Core itself was was in the original draft regulations that the Obama administration wanted to put out. But the last minute, they changed it to a definition that only fit Common Core without mentioning it because they were afraid of the political backlash. So I, I anyway, so obviously it's it's kind of long and complicated and there's lots of other things, but those are basically the milestones. The, you know, the milestones are created under the auspices of private organizations that nobody can see what they're doing, even though taxpayers pay for their activities. And then second, the Obama administration comes to states, you know, holds a carrot in front of their little noses and says, you know, come get it, little donkeys. And they all came running. <laughs> the kicker to me is that the state signed contracts with the federal government promising that they would do a complete overhaul of all their curriculum and testing and this was all before even a draft of Common Core was available. They had no idea what they were going to have kids, you know, learning in schools. They had no idea what the tests were look, would look like. And they still said, you know, sure, sounds good to me. We believe that whatever you promise is going to come through. To me, that, that's unconscionable. It's completely an abdication of, you know, the responsibility of public officials.